your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 374 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan in the heart of enemy territory, downtown Toronto, alongside Brandon Pillar out in Collingwood. And to start the week off, why not go with our favorite segment? We've got Phil LeMay as our Sen Central citizen, and we find out his origin story behind the Sens. Who were his favorite players? He's got a really cool piece of memorabilia he tells us about as well. And then we ask what his thoughts are in the offseason, and he's not happy. But also, he's curious whether Pierre Dorian's done. I'm curious as well. So I'm going to ask Brandon that same question, and then we've got to tease the rest of the week. we got a couple big interviews coming up. This is the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day. Today is Monday, August 9th, and Pillsy, verbal meme. That stick man poking a rock saying, do something. That's you and I to Pierre Doria right now in a very quiet stretch of Senators news. Yeah, come on, do something. I mean, there's a lot of off-season left, and it's better to do things right than to do them rushed. But it would be nice to get a little sprinkle of Sens news here. Even, hey, we talked about it last episode, Ross. The Belleville roster is not done yet. They they don't have any extra players if there's injuries or any problems. And there's no Brampton Beast this year, so you can't call guys up from the ECHL. So they need to do a couple more signings regardless. So why not give us a little treat, sprinkle in some AHL veteran defensemen that we can talk about. That would be the bare minimum of what we're hoping for. Most Sens fans refreshing Twitter every day, wondering when Brady Kachuk will sign on the dotted line. Last week, we discussed what that contract could look like. We also had the Drake Batherson chat about, is it a good idea for him to be locked up long-term, which something where it might look like an overpayment on the average right away, but then three, four years down the road, you're wondering, how did they get this guy for that cheap? So it's a really tricky situation for a team that loves bridge deals. And that just can't be the case with these important pieces. You need continuous growth from these same players that fans have bought in once again i'd say the action on social media hell the downloads for our show right in the middle of the summer are as good as they were during last season so that end where they finished off 10-3 and 1 really has helped the fan base become more and more engaged but don't think that they don't have one foot out the door knowing that if brady kachuk somehow gets away Everything is back to square one. Hell, it's even below square one, and the grave is just dug even deeper. So let's just hope that if and when we get the good news that Brady Kachuk has re-signed, that it's for a, a decent chunk of time, or at the very least, it comes with a statement saying, this is the next step into me spending my career in Ottawa. Yeah, and I think there's definitely concerns when you look at the last kind of successful Senators team and how they did things. And yeah, they signed a lot of bridge deals because they weren't able to convince the guys to stay longer or other reasons. And But we're seeing a changing of the guard here, Ross, because that all started with Colin White. 
no bridge deal there, right? He signed a big long-term deal. He's got the biggest contract of any forward on the Senators roster. And then wow. you go to Thomas Shabbat, your franchise uh, cornerstone defenseman. And he's a guy that no bridge deal as well, right? Full eight-year deal, the biggest deal in Senators history. So if we're following that pattern, it looks like it should be a good sign to see Brady signed long-term as well because they can at least say, all right, you're worried about how this franchise is going to look moving forward. Thomas Shabbat is going to be here for a long time. And we're trying to lock down the rest of our really key prospects to be here a long time too. We're not trying to have Band-Aid solutions and just get a couple bridge deals to make the next two or three years last. We're trying to build something for a long time here. And you, you're the centerpiece of it. Like It all comes down to, will you sign long-term? Because everyone else will probably fall in line if Brady does. Count me as maybe a cynic here, but would he not see Thomas Shabbat's contract look like more and more value only after the first year, right? Because he signed it the year before. And now we're seeing Darnell Nurse make over $9 million a year and Zach Wierenski and Seth Jones. So what if Brady Kachuk sees that Shabbat 8 by 8 and he goes, hey, what if I lock in at $7 million or 7.5 or I think Sense fans would even be happy in 8 by 8 and then all of a sudden, the market goes up in the next couple of years as revenue comes back and the cap goes up. And then he feels like he's left a lot of money on the table. Yeah, and I mean, that's a fair concern. And that's probably a concern that Matthew Kachuk had when he held out and did a bridge deal for himself. But you you got to decide. And if you're uh, kind of the, the style and caliber of player as Brady Kachuk, you got to decide between money and championships sometimes. Like, look at Sidney Crosby. Look at... Uh, what the Boston Bruins are doing. Look at Nathan McKinnon, like the classic saying, taking less only works if everyone does it. So maybe Thomas Shabbat is having a chat with uh, Brady saying, hey, I didn't go for nine and a half million. So maybe we all need to take a little less here. And Shabbat plays so many minutes, but Brady plays tough, hard minutes. So that ups the risk of injury, which I think for both sides, you have to take into account. Would the Sens, you know, there is long-term injured reserve, but that's there's still real money going out if that's the case, although it isn't against the cap, but they got to be wary of, you know, in year seven and eight, how that contract might look if the rambunctiousness continues. And then from Brady, maybe he leans more long-term because there's a greater risk of injury and he can guarantee himself uh, a future for his kids and grandkids and great grandkids that they won't have to worry about money for that for eternity. So there are many factors at play. And I wonder if that's a part of the reason this is taking so long. I also wonder because his agent is Mark Oster, same agent as Mark Stone, but also it's his mom's brother. So he's got his uncle representing him. You know they have the family's best interests at mind and, and front and center. So it's a very tricky negotiation, but it was said by the management team, this is the most important piece of the rebuild, so you better treat him like that because he holds the reputation of the Senators by this next contract. And then the one after that, this is Brady Kachuk's team. And the sooner that the C is stitched on his jersey, the better it is for everybody in the in the organization. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Brady included. It would, that would be massive for him. And when you're looking at uh, deals that are six, seven, eight years long, like do you think um, Stan Bowman, the GM of the Blackhawks, is worried about Seth, jo- Seth Jones' final years? If <laughs> To quote Magic Johnson, I ain't going to be here. Like the, the GMs, like it's, it's like a well-known fact now that GMs that sign these massive deals, especially free agent deals, 
in their mind, they're already like, okay, the last two years, we're just going to buy them out. We're not going to worry about that. We're going to give yeah. them the extra money so that they come here. We're going to squeeze everything we can out of them for the first four seasons. And then who cares what happens five, six, seven, and eight. We can just dump that contract with a buyout. So that's that's usually the way that uh, general managers are thinking this way. Or if you can't buy them out, there's always Arizona. <laughs> yeah, no question. Or a mysterious allergy to your equipment. No, no. But Hosa's name will come up a little later on. We've got our Send Central Citizen, one of our favorite segments. If you're just joining us and watching on YouTube, hello. You're welcome to uh, to see Phil. He's taking some time out of his wedding week. And he mentioned right after we got off, he said, I just bought some built Bars. So we absolutely love that. Coming up after the interview, we'll tease the rest of the week. We've got two great interviews coming up. And one of them you have been waiting for for a few weeks. And we're very happy that that's booked and ready to record tomorrow night. Usually we don't tease interviews before they're recorded. But when it's two good guys, two friends of the show coming on, I think that we're pretty safe to do just that. I'd say it's a safe bet, right, Pilsy? Just like betting on the Blue Jays at Bet Online right now. Nine and two on this homestand since coming back to Canada. I got to go to two of those games. Hell, I was at one of the two losses, but... That's all right. Just a bit of a mush. I still have made my fair share of money at Bet Online based on the Toronto Blue Jays. And here's how you can hop on the wagon as well with still games remaining in this MLB season. You can go to Bet Online and put in the promo code LOCKED ON. That's promo code LOCKED ON when you create a free account at Bet Online and you'll immediately get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's literally free money you got to win it to earn it of course and you will you will you will responsibly of course but you will at bet online you can wager on absolutely everything there i was having fun it helped me get into the olympics so sometimes this is the time of year where it's just baseball on that's too bad sometimes but at the same token if you're switching channels and a game comes on why not have a little action on it and make it interesting that is the definition of of getting into the action. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get into the action and go to betonline.ag on your internet browser, on your phone. You can open it right easy. And when you make your free account, promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. It's Bet Online, your online sports book experts. And definitely use Bet Online for your classic sports books wagers, especially trying to get into baseball season like Ross talked about. But let's say you're trying to look for something a little different than just classic online sports betting. You got to try our new sponsor, actually recurring sponsor. They were sponsored with us shortly before, but this is a whole different ball game. This is Stat Hero. Guys, do you know 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? It's really that surprising. The game is rigged against you. The house is trying to win. The way daily fantasy sports is set up, it's set up to make it very hard to win. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention some of them are experts who have tools and more time and stats and graphs and charts. You don't stand a chance, but there's a new way to play. Introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning is right within reach. Guys, here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house. So a little different than you versus thousands of other contenders. Your name, your stakes. Winner takes all. You have the advantage for once. 
Stat Hero is going to show you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that, guys. So you can you can see the Stat Hero house lineup and be like, uh, that lineup is not going to cut it. Or I can see some better players and better positions that I know are going to beat them. You are in control. Stat Hero is a daily fantasy sports the way it's meant to be. One-on-one, not one versus 10,000. So go to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free right now. And you can get three times back on your first play. That's a 300% match. That's unheard of. Where do you find a 300% match? Go to stathero.com slash locked on and you can get that big bonus. One more time, guys, stathero.com slash locked on. And you are now the expert and you decide the odds. Stathero.com. All right, Pilsy, let's get to our Send Central citizen. It's Phil LeMay. Welcome into our favorite segment. We're back at it. Mondays are for Send Central citizens. And today we've got our good pal Phil LeMay joining us. You can go follow him on Twitter at LeMayPhil. How's it going, buddy? Welcome to Locked On Senators. I'm good, man. Thanks. Hope you guys are good, too. Had a good weekend and start off right. Oh, man. Start off the week right is one way to put it. But for you, it's a whole other ball game. We, we had you as a, a future Send Central citizen for a little while now, but turns out it's your wedding week. Explain uh, what's going on this week for you. Yeah, like a lot of people during COVID, you know, we were supposed to get married last year and uh, got pushed over into this year. So uh, it was actually supposed to be last month. But uh, again, with the COVID restrictions, we tried to push it back another month. And, uh, you know, here we are and hoping for some good weather. Obviously, it's outside, so that's a little stressful, but we're... Uh, you know, we're, we're hoping to see how that plays out and it's looking pretty good so far. Nice. So where, where's the wedding being had at, uh, were you able to stick to the same venue or did you have to uh, do a little audible play and uh, pick a different spot or anything like that? No, it's actually a private property. So on that end, we were actually pretty good. So, uh, oh, sweet. The dates were pretty flexible. So yeah, it's a really nice, uh, private property from, uh, from a friend of ours. So we got pretty lucky on that as well. Well, congratulations. Is there going to be any sort of sense theme to it? We just had our last sense central citizen, Rav, say that he had the Alexander Day jersey out. But are you going to add a little something sense related to it? No, I definitely heard the interview with Rav, and uh, I can't even come close to anything that he said. So, uh, no, not necessarily. I might rock some like sense socks or something to keep a little <laughs> there you go. in there. But uh, no, the future wife is uh, far from a sports fan. We're complete opposites for that. So, well, I, if you're I, not if, if you're not watching on YouTube, Phil's got a nice little Ray Emery mont. What would you even call it? Just a photo, I guess, on the wall there. But congratulations on the upcoming wedding. Well, let's go way back then, before you even met your wife or future wife, that you were starting to follow the Ottawa Senators. What initially attracted you to the team? Uh, in all honesty, it's probably my dad. My dad is a hockey fan. Uh, I, I can't say most likely. I definitely have surpassed him on that. Um, he's, uh, I don't know, you know, like any kid, you're growing up, you know, you're three, four years old. You want to stay up with dad and watch the hockey game or whatever. So that's kind of how it started. Um, I mean, I, I kind of been watching since the beginning. I can't say I remember those beginning days because I was three or four, but uh, definitely since 92. I have my dad's ticket from the, the very first game he attended, you know, the very first game held at Civic Center against the Habs. Uh, so I have that ticket as a 
little memento, you know, in my basement. And uh, yeah, I remember just staying up with him and watching those games. And, uh, you know, I used to obviously not being able to watch them all being four or five years old. And as I grew up, you know, I watched, you know, more and more and woke up and, you know, grabbed the newspaper to read the, you know, the latest article, check out the rest of the scores, you know, before the Twitter days. Uh, and uh, yeah, I kind of grew into that. And then Marion Hosta came along and he was definitely the player that, uh, that made me fall in love with the, the Ottawa Senators some more and uh, definitely the game of hockey. I mean, his game was so, you know, fluid, like he was just so slick on the ice and uh, always have that memory of him circling everybody around in the offensive zone. That one time he scored the goal and uh, yeah, it kind of just blew up from there. Obviously, Daniel Alfredson and, uh, you know, all the obvious uh, kind of picks you can get. I was a pretty big Mike Fisher fan too. Uh, you know, he was pretty solid. Uh, and yeah, I kind of grew from there. And uh, I'd like to say I'm pretty in-depth now. I don't miss very many games and uh, definitely read a lot and well listen to you guys obviously and uh there you go yeah, that's pretty well <laughs> nice nice now you, you were telling us uh you're in the ottawa area now are you born and raised ottawa guy i bounced around a little bit everywhere everywhere not as in like provinces but uh yeah definitely lived in the orleans cumberland area for a little while and uh then uh, moved up to Pembroke, Ontario for about 10 years. Uh, so the traveling from there was a little long to go watch some Stens games live, yeah. but definitely did it anyways. Um, yeah, I lived there for 10 years uh, with my parents when I was quite young. And then as I grew up, I actually uh, went to uh, college in Niagara Falls. So I spent uh, two years there. Uh, still managed to watch a couple Stens games a year from there. Uh, nice. Traveling was lengthy, but it was good. Uh, then moved back to the Ottawa area and, uh, yeah, back kind of where, where I grew up. So definitely a lot closer. That's awesome. I want to go back to, you mentioned Marion host. was one of your favorite Ottawa senators. What was your reaction when the trade went down for Danny Heatley? Obviously you're getting a, a proven goal scorer who goes on to score a hundred in the next two years, but does that one still sting? Yeah, a little bit. I remember that, that day, like it was yesterday, uh, I was sitting in the back of my parents' car and uh, heard the news about the trade. And uh, I saw it was for Danny Healy, you know, the guy that, you know, had the accident. You hear all those kind of uh, negative aspects at first and you read into it and you realize, you know, he's, he's a sniper. He can definitely get it done. Uh, so that helped a little bit. But no, I never really got over it. I still have his jersey uh, and everything in my closet. And uh, I mean, you're going to figure out that it's pretty obvious to say that Jose had a, a much better, you know, end of his career than say Healy did and probably would have had uh, just as much an impact, if not more, especially like on the, uh, you know, more on the, on the future, I guess, after Dan Healy's career. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's obviously hockey things change, but uh, no, I was definitely still a host of fan and definitely followed uh, his career afterwards. But uh, I mean, Danny Healy brought a lot of positive memories as well. So, I mean, you know, that pizza line was pretty epic. So, so yeah. No, that's awesome. And Hey, that Jersey is going to be even worth a bit more after next season when Marion host is inducted into the hockey hall of fame. That's pretty awesome. First drafted player by the Ottawa Senators, of course, Dominic Hasek, Pilsy's got the jersey right behind him. But yeah. if it was baseball style, he'd be going in as Buffalo Sabre. I'd probably say Hosa goes in as a Chicago Blackhawk, but you still have that little je ne sais quoi about having the, the first player drafted by the organization to make it into the Hall of Fame. And that kind of turns over to the new leaf. And the Senators, clearly the draft's been where they've been 
making their mark in terms of building this roster year over year since 2017, I guess you could say when you get Formanton in round two and Drake Batherson in the fourth, but during this rebuild, which draft pick were you most wrong about initially? Did you have a, a strong reaction? We always get those on draft day, whether it was Brady Kachuk, Shane Pinto trading up for a goalie in 2019 to get the great Dane. Like what was your, your biggest draft where you look back and you're just like, Wow, maybe I should let this play out a little bit. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I was definitely wrong about Kachuk. Uh, like a lot of people, I think. Oh, yeah. Rising pick. You're either are very on board or, you know, not at all, especially the amount of goals and points he had for BU. But mind you, he was a freshman. So um, anyways, yeah, obviously totally wrong on that and very happy to say so. Uh, <laughs> But uh, the biggest one was probably, uh, ironically, uh, you know, a guy that's very loved now, I would say, is probably Sokolov. I mean, they drafted him. He was an overager. Um, he played in the queue. You know, the queue doesn't have as much of a, whatever you want to say, you know, like those those prize players. You don't see those big, huge goal scorers of bosses often come out of the queue. And, uh, yeah, man, Charkolov, you know, he's... He's definitely brought his own touch to the Ottawa Senators for sure already without even playing a game for them. He's he's quite the character and he's obviously a sniper. I mean, he just lit it up for Belleville. And again, just like Kachuk, super pumped that he proved me wrong and can't wait to see him play NHL games. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Like it, it, we liked Sokolov because we had profiled him. But when they took him in the second round, part of us was like, OK, we're going with an overager here. Let's see how that works out. And yeah, it worked out pretty damn good. And we loved uh, Sokolov as well. So now going past the draft, now that all these guys are in the system, you mentioned Sokolov. Who are some of the, of the other young prospects that uh, you really love to watch for the sense? I mean, I've, I've, for some reason, I always really liked Angus Crookshank. I watched nice. a lot of his highlights uh, whenever he was first drafted, mostly because I didn't really know who he was. I mean, he wasn't like he was one of those high profile picks in like the first uh first round or second round or whatever but uh for some reason always liked his game a little bit and he always intrigued me um I was kind of the same way with the zingle for some reason back in the day and uh, I kind of compare them uh the same way and not because they're similar players but mostly just because they're they're later drafts and uh, they were kind of forgotten prospects for a little while and uh, I mean the zingle had a pretty solid impact and uh I'm looking you know Crookshank played pretty well for Belleville last year so uh, I'm I don't think he's ever going to be, you know, like a superstar or anything, but I think he could definitely have an impact. And, you know, those players will often have a pretty big impact on the line, especially if he's one of those, like, you know, playoff performers or whatever. Uh, but yeah, for some reason, always had an attachment to, to Crookshank and uh, I, I like his game. I like that. I, I see a little Barkley Goodrow in his game. If you're looking at a team who, who had a great, you know, depth piece and he's a guy who can mix it up a little bit too. He's not afraid to get into the fray, especially after the whistle. So, Hey, no, that's a good, uh, a good pull there. Angus Crookshank. So with that, I don't think Crookshank's making the NHL team this year, but there are a few open spots to be had. Who do you think's ready to take the next step? Do you think it's Logan Brown? Is he finally going to make it to full-time NHL or what's going on with your thoughts on, on there? I think like a lot of Sens fans, I've been waiting for Logan Brown to have that next step, you know, to have that impact, to, to see that Logan Brown that we had uh, for that little bit of a stretch there a couple of years ago, uh, have an impact on the power play. Uh, you know, that would be nice, especially after, you know, the Dadanov experience, which we all saw did not have, uh, you know, the impact that a lot of people were hoping on the power play. Um, but 
Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I was talking about Sokolov. I mean, I think it's a little bit early personally. I think another year might do him some well and some, some time in Belleville, but um, who knows, maybe he'll show up to camp and, uh, you know, have one of those camps like Formington did a couple of years ago and uh, kind of show us what he can do. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he has kind of a Batherson type of curve where he's kind of up and down a little bit and then has a bit more of an impact later on. But I'm looking forward to, to Sokolov proving me wrong some more, basically. Um, it would be nice to see that. I think he definitely has – he's obviously a sniper. He has that in him. He's, he has an unbelievable shot. Um, he can just be able to develop more of that skating and, uh, you know, be that force down the wing that we need. I think that would be nice. Yeah, and I mean, if anyone's going to follow in Batherson's kind of path to the NHL, it makes sense his, his roommate, his billet brother, yeah. Igor Sokolov, would do it. And I, I'm pretty sure they're still very close. And Igor often mentions that Batherson lets him know, you know, it's okay to be in Belleville, you got to work on things, all those kinds of things. So great, um, I, I would say mentor. Yeah, Batherson's done the path that Igor's trying to do, so that's fine. So last cast, last question for me, Phil, here. What do you think Dorian is going to do for the rest of the offseason? Do you think what he's done is done and uh, we're going to ride the coattails of the final 10 games of last season where the Sens were absolutely on fire? Or do you think there's still some moves left to be done for the general manager here? That's a tough question. I mean, I think I'll answer like something fairly obvious that many people would. Uh, I, I, I kind of hope so. Um, are we going to see it? Unfortunately, there's... No, there isn't the greatest track record there in place over the past, uh, you know, five plus years. Uh, the sense of the past maybe would have done it a lot differently. It depends on how much they're buying into this whole rebuild that they're doing. Um, I, I would like to see it for sure. Uh, definitely a bit of a few uh, head scratching moves on the defense right now, but um I mean, we'll see how that plays out. There's definitely some solid prospects upcoming for, you know, to play on the back end. So I don't think that's as big of an issue, but it would definitely like to see some impact players, especially on the wing, uh, come up. And uh, obviously a center wouldn't be a bad thing uh, to help out uh, Norris. Um, but we'll see if they're willing to spend the money or, you know, dip into the trade market or whichever. But obviously it's never going to hurt. I um, mean, you know, are they going to contend for a Stanley Cup? I would say it's very unlikely, obviously. But um, I mean, I think they can definitely push for a playoff spot. And if they add that extra player, they can definitely be, you know, on the bubble, hopefully on the right side of the bubble. Uh, but I think it's definitely time to take a step forward. Uh, I definitely don't want them to to be competing for the first overall pick next year. Mind you, it seems like some solid players, but uh, <laughs> I don't think that's where we're at, right? So. Yeah, no question. Although Shane Wright would be the perfect king daddy yeah. topper to an already solid prospect. We'll get that elusive number one center. Um, man, really appreciate you coming on today, Phil. It was fun having you as a Sen Central citizen, taking some time out of a busy and exciting week, I'm sure. So congratulations on your upcoming wedding. And everyone, go give him a follow on Twitter as well, at LeMay Phil. Really appreciate it. You know, you said you're a listener of the show, and that means a lot to us as well. And, uh, hey, best of luck uh, this upcoming week and beyond. We can't wait to have a beer with you at the CTC parking lot, man. That home opener every day, it's getting, you know, it's now it's on the schedule. And that in itself is a big step in the right direction. But we hope to see you there, Phil. Thanks a lot, man. Really appreciate it. Thanks. I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, it's been a while, and uh, it's been a good time. Stick taps to Phil for joining us. Really appreciate him coming on on such a busy and exciting week. And once again, we wish him congratulations on his upcoming 
wedding. Pillsy, he mentioned Built Bars. We teased it before the interview. Why not get in to our Built Bar ad read? Because we love our friends at Built Bar. Pillsy, I'll let you take this one away because I know you've already had yours this morning. Oh, yeah. you got to start the day off right. Start the week off right. It's Monday. Everyone's trying to get back from Sunday and Saturday. And the best way to fuel up is a Bilt Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. There's so many different amazing flavors to choose from. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. Bilt Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or girl. You can lose or maintain weight while having a delicious snack. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, but high protein and high fiber. So it's everything you want with none of the extra stuff you don't want. Now, I profiled the flavor of Rocky Road last time. And you know what? I'm going back to back Rocky Road. Like it's the kind of flavor that's just that good that you got to try it. It's one of my favorite ice cream flavors. So why not get it in a protein bar that's going to taste amazing and also have health benefits for you? It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and we're going to hook you up with the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's one hell of a bonus for you. So go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. All right, Pilsy. Anders Nielsen, we got some uh, news out of his camp there. He posted on Instagram. He's announcing his retirement only at 31 years old, and, and it's a sad story. He wishes he could still be playing. Hell, I think the Sens wish that they could have had him for more than the 44 games he played because he looked awesome in goal, and I'm not only talking about his elite setup, the Brines Beast with the red, black, and white. Imagine that with the 2D logo, Pilsy. We got so close to that, but unfortunately, post-concussion syndrome and his neck injury was just too much to overcome. So happy trails to Anders Nielsen. We know that he's going to be just fine in retirement, as our buddy Laleem's Martian put it. He's got uh, an underwear modeling career, if you'd like, in his future. The guy's a complete beast. Yeah, first off, it's it's so sad to see a guy have his career cut short like this because, man, like you said, he was gaining some momentum. Like, I, I was starting to feel that, like, the back half of his career were some of his better numbers in his, his entire career. So he really seemed like he was finding his stride as kind of a backup slash 1B goalie. He was getting finally in the right role. And, man, when it's concussion problems, like, it can go kind of two ways, right? Like it can be something that maybe doesn't affect you too much and you can play through it, or it can just totally derail not only your career, but your everyday life. So I'm glad that he took time to make the decision to do what's right for him and his family, even if it means we won't get to see his sweet goalie setups. If you got time today, just Google image Anders Nielsen and go through his goalie setups throughout the years with different teams. This guy knows how to get it done. That's for sure. And the one thing I'll never forget, you also need to Google this, is that photo of the press conference, him sitting beside Jacob Markstrom, a six foot six, 210 pound guy. And Markstrom looks like a midget beside him. Like Anders Nielsen is just a beast of a human being. So we wish the best for him. And also I'd like to throw in, he was a big supporter of the LGBTQ community. He was one of the first goalies to put a pride flag on his mask. He was Someone that really tried to promote the, um, I forget the the program, Hockey is for Everyone. You Can Play. You, you can play. You yeah, can play. Brendan Burke, um, 
son of Brian Burke uh, was a big part of that. And he was an advocator for that kind of stuff, which is so important in today's world. And we're seeing more and more of that come to light. And a guy like Anders Nielsen might have had a major part in kind of opening everyone's eyes and letting everyone know that it, it's okay to be true to yourself and that hockey is welcoming for everyone of all walks of life. And you could tell just from the outpouring of support, he was such a popular teammate. Jack Eichel commenting on his on his post there. Mark Borowiecki with some really nice words about how great of a teammate and goalie he was, but also how great of a person. So I echo your statements there. And can we get some respect on how he played in Ottawa? The 2018-19 Ottawa Senators may have been the worst defensive team in this past decade outside of the Buffalo Sabres. That being said... He had a 9-11 save percentage with Ottawa. That That's mind-blowing. And then, the, obviously, the way they acquired him was, was strange in itself. That down-the-hallway trade, it was him. Tom Pyatt, I think, was involved in that. And Mike McKenna. Darren well. Archibald came to Ottawa through that trade. He did. Of course he <laughs> did. Um, so, yeah, lots lots of, uh, of great memories in a short time for Anders Nielsen as an Ottawa senator. And, again, we wish him all the best. In retirement. Speaking of goalies, Pilsy, this Friday, stay locked on. Who is joining us on the show? Well, we've teased it for a while, and uh, like Ross said, both of us have been super busy. Ross is working through a move, and so is Joey Decord. He's moving all the way west to Seattle, so it was tough to get uh, our times locked in, but we've got Joey Decord coming on the show. We're so excited to talk to this guy. It's it's going to be bittersweet, though, right, Ross? Because yeah. we haven't talked to him in a while, but it is going to be a little bit of a goodbye. I'm sure we'll have him on the show as a Kraken later on, but it's exit goodbye interview. as an Ottawa Senator. Yeah, it's an exit interview for sure. We'll we'll get all the details on how he thinks about the Ottawa Senators now. But honestly, I, I'm happy for Joey Decord. Would I have rather him stayed in Ottawa and flourished here? Obviously, but he's going to get an opportunity to, like anytime you get to join an expansion team, you're getting a very unique opportunity. So I'm glad he's able to go to Seattle. Beautiful city as well. So great for Joey Dax. Can't wait to talk to the guy. And I don't know if you saw Shifty on on Instagram. He's got the white bucket. So we're going to ask him about what he's got in the uh, in the chamber. Kraken mask could be sick. Like you could do a lot of cool stuff with that. I'm stoked to say we got to have Shifty on after he designs it. 100%. Absolute beauty especially joey as well so we're gonna try to get a headline grab out of him i want to ask i want to say being around the locker room like is it as obvious inside as it is out that brady kachuk's the captain of that team so we'll we'll, we'll try to get that out of him as well and maybe another nickname because we got the franchise last time and the, the slovakian sledgehammer for christian yarosh so we'll see if we can get another nickname there for joey to court so joey joins us on friday we've got tony ferrari coming up on Wednesday, a draft recap. And I think you guys are going to be interested to hear just how he thinks of the Senators draft class. It's not as simple as giving it an F. So stay tuned for all that. But for today, we say goodbye. Have a great weekend. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day.